Kevin, why don't you, first of all, just give us a um, introduction to who you are, your name, what you're doing, both within the church context and your business, and and then we'll jump in and, and start giving you some questions. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my name is Kevin Longmire. Uh, I've been uh, happily married for, um, we just celebrated 16 years and I've got three little boys who are um, twins who are in fourth grade and a second grader. And we live in Spokane, Washington. Uh, about 10 years ago, I stepped on to a church staff in a pastoral role at New Community Church in uh, kind of in and around downtown Spokane for the last 10 years. And six years ago, I opened a CrossFit gym Hmm. um, and uh, that has turned into uh, several other um, things as well. But uh, my kind of first jump into business was through the CrossFit gym. Wow. Great. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for being here too. Yeah. That uh, before, but yeah, we really appreciate you being uh, with us. So um, we've been talking. I don't know if you've uh, heard uh, our recent podcast, but we've been talking about. Uh, you know, so I'm pulpit pew talking about uh, several different topics as it relates to uh, me as a sort of lay pastor or lay men- lay person, I guess, not a pastor. And, and Eric, uh, just different perspectives from his perspective and, and mine. And you kind of, in some ways, both perspectives Sure. as it relates to business and work. And, and so, um, yeah, that's why we were particularly interested to get you uh, in your perspective uh, here. Uh, so I got a couple questions for you, um, and I'll start with this. Yeah. When I asked the question, shouldn't everyone be pastors? What's the first thing that comes to your mind and how do you address this question? Yeah, um, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I don't think everybody should be pastors. Uh, I think everybody has the capacity and everybody should be pastoral, uh, in how they understand their relationship, um, with others. Um, but to me, I mean, the uh, if we look kind of at the job of a pastor, I don't think everybody's really wired that way. Um, and so if you take a more like traditional view of uh, a pastor's job responsibilities, not everybody's wired that way. Uh, but I would say um, every everybody who follows Christ should have the ability to be pastoral and to care for others and to love others in a pastoral type of way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so... And, I, and the nature of, of this question is really related to, um, you know, how do we how do we diversify uh, in the workplace? And, you know, as that relates to what the Bible talks about. Yeah. And and so that's kind of, you know, so, you know, just interesting to hear your take on that. And what do you, when you say, uh, you know, people should be able to pastor, how do, how do you think that relates in uh, in work? In a, in a traditional work model. Yeah. You know I mean? So not, not in the church model. Right. But in it kind of in my business model, what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess one of the unique things about, um, uh, about the way that when I first kind of stepped into this uh, business ownership role, uh, this was never for me uh, an opportunity to proselytize or um, use my business to evangelize 
as much as it was a way to keep my foot um, in a different world outside of the church world and into a world where um, people may not um, may not be looking for their answers in uh, through the biblical context or the Christian faith. And so for me, this was uh, a wonderful opportunity to surround myself with people um, who are different than myself and who um, are, I, I think, asking, we're all asking the same questions, right? Uh, but they're, they're searching for their answers. And for me, it was an opportunity to say, what a great, what a great way to quietly show the love of Christ, to um, quietly um, be kind, to quietly run a business in a way that is not um, focused on um, bank accounts and bottom dollars, but focused on the transformation of a person. And, um, and if a conversation arises and if I get to talk about my faith and if I get to invite somebody to uh, my church, then uh, that's a huge win and a huge plus for me. But it was never this was never seen as a covert operation for the uh, for the kingdom as much as an opportunity for me to be around people and just display the love of Christ yeah. outside, outside of the church context. Kevin, this is Eric. What, yeah. what, give me some examples of what being pastoral within your CrossFit gym looks like. Like yeah. how play that out? How does that happen in your day-to-day work? Yeah. Uh, so I think the, the cool and unique thing about um, fitness is uh, everybody comes um, through these doors looking for change. Um, and typically it's, I, I want to get stronger. Uh, I want uh, to lose weight. I want to look better during the summer. Um, my doctor thinks I need to start working out, you know, any, any number of reasons, mm-hmm. but people are looking for some sort of transformation. Typically that's a physical transformation. Um, but I, I think we, we probably all understand that oftentimes there's a much deeper transformation that people are really looking for, right? They're looking for, um, a deeper value in themselves. They're looking to be valued by others more or any number of those things. And so as people come in, um, we get to sit down and begin the goal setting process and uh, kind of the uncovering process of um, you say weight loss, but why weight loss? What's, uh, What's important about that for you and how can we help you in that journey? And as you begin to pull those pieces apart and parse some of that stuff out, um, people become remarkably vulnerable with um, the other things that they're experiencing in their life. And so um, out of uh, a, and I'll just use a recent example without using names, but uh, a gentleman who um, needed to lose what he identified as 50 pounds. And, um, and in a discussion, the reason why he needed to lose 50 pounds was because he's put on weight in the last nine months because he has gone through a divorce in uh, the last 18 months. And so through uh, the stress of that um, reality in his life started to overeat and become pretty unhealthy and carry weight. And so as, um, as I'm sitting with this gentleman in my office talking about his goals, you know, his physical goals, it quickly translates into uh, his divorce and his loneliness. And that's an opportunity then to come alongside of him. And again, not have to, uh, necessarily point him to Jesus, but to say, um, I understand your loneliness and this is a place, this is a community where you don't have to be lonely and we can walk alongside of you. And 
when you come in here, you'll be met by somebody who values you and who cares for you and uh, can help you achieve this goal in your life. And uh, my hope is that that friendship, this friendship that I have with this gentleman um, supersedes the next six months of his weight loss journey and, uh, and translates into something that's much deeper and into something that um, maybe leads him to uh, a discovery of faith. And maybe it doesn't, but regardless, uh, it's a great opportunity for me to come alongside of him and help shoulder that burden and, uh, and be somebody in his life that he can count on and be somebody in his life that knows, accepts him and values him right where he's at right now. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. I appreciate that. And I, um, you know what, I appreciate that perspective of, um, you know, you're, you have sort of an open hand, um, with, uh, the people that you're serving. And so you're just, you know, you're doing, you're doing work as service, um, as, um, and it just so happens that there's a business model associated sure. with that. It kind of sounds like, yeah. um, so in, in terms of that, and I have a kind of a, um, just a follow-up question, which is um, you kind of had mentioned that you had gotten into this um, as a, not as a way to make money specifically. Yeah. Uh, am, I, am I on with that? Yeah. I mean, uh, this, this was not my uh, golden parachute out of pastoral ministry um, <laughs> because I've been doing both of the jobs for six years now. And um I, the, the short story uh, of how this started was uh, about eight years ago, I was on the journey to be a church planter out of the church uh, that I'm still a part of and uh, had assembled a team of people around me, a, you know, a leadership team, an exploratory team of uh, what neighborhood in Spokane and, and what would be some of the values of this church plant. And I had a couple of great trusted friends uh, who came into my life. Um, in that way and spoke a pretty powerful message uh, into me saying, you will be a terrible church planter. <laughs> You're not wired for it. You're not built for it. And that's okay. And, um, and out of that conversation came the realization of uh, what I truly love is entrepreneurship. And what I truly love is building cultures of people um, and helping um, and, and kind of establishing those things outside of the church world. Um, and so a business opportunity came right around that same time through a different friends and uh, the CrossFit gym, uh, the business that I currently own kind of happened in that way. Um, and, and so <clears throat> when we started, this was seen as um, can we start something that can sustain itself um, and can make some money? You know, certainly you want something to be profitable. Um, but is not uh, concerned about um, revenue uh, before the person. We have tried to hold a value that we are always most concerned about the person and the person's development. So our members or our clients and, um, and establishing that rapport with them uh, before we are, uh, what's our, you know, what's our quarter going to look like um, when we get there. And so yeah. um, that changes our business model to agree to a degree. It changes uh, how we compensate our trainers. It changes the prices uh, that we charge for a membership. Uh, it changes the way that we um, write and um, and understand the contract agreements that we have. And um, I'm positive that we could probably run a business that would profit more money um, at the end of the year. But I'm also um, I feel very, very 
pleased with the ways uh, in which we are caring for people and, uh, and holding that as our highest value above anything else. Kevin, this is Eric. Can I give you a follow-up question on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the second question that we have, where we ask, are you aware of any place in the New Testament, maybe post-Jesus, where this kind of idea is addressed? And what, what we mean by that is there are some people that are, and maybe a lot of people, we've had conversations with this, it seems to be there's a mindset that maybe serving Jesus within a pastoral context, a missionary, an evangelist, you know, the kind of fivefold kind of place within the church, that that somehow is like first string. Sure. You no, know, and that as a Christian, if you really were going to serve God and really be faithful to him, you would devote your whole life to somehow sharing the gospel and serving God because there's only so much time left and he's coming back and Christians have been saved to kind of promote the gospel and that that should be the primary focus of Christians. Some people have gotten that message in their upbringing in the church. Yeah. Our conversations have been pushing at why do people develop that kind of mindset and, and then how do we deal with folks who are trying to think of well, I don't feel like that is my kind of mentioned earlier. And am I somehow less than as a Christian if I go into business, if I go into medicine, you know, if I explore some other kind of job profession or calling, am I less than or second string as a Christian? And where do people get that idea? And how did you as kind of emerging out of maybe one path of church planning and move into uh, a business model of life as well. Did you deal with any of those issues? How do you answer someone who's kind of yeah. wrestling with that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's uh, incredibly prevalent. Um, I'm not sure I have great answers. I, I can certainly say I have been very, very lucky to have uh, and to still hold both positions at the same time. And so in real time uh, I am seeing um, or living in that tension uh, yeah. that, I, that I think you identified really, really well. Part of why I think it is a tension is, um, especially if you grow up in the church context, your, um, your exposure is um, pastors and teachers and deacons and elders and whatever the leadership is uh, of your church structure. Um, it is those people that are um, giving of their time and of their um, – uh, of their skills and their gifts. And we show up into their world uh, for an hour, hour and a half every Sunday, and they perform uh, a, a service. And uh, then we walk out of their world and we go back into our own worlds and do our own stuff. And then the next week we show back up. And if you're lucky, you have a pastor that's, uh, that's present in your life outside of Sunday morning. Uh, or you're a part of a small group on a week uh, weeknight, and so you get uh, you know a, another little interjection of um, kind of that gathered mentality of the Christian faith. But I, I think um, I think there can be a great disservice when our religious experience is contained on just a Sunday morning, um, because it you you create this dualistic um, narrative in your life of. Well, I go and I receive religious goods and services on uh, Sunday from my pastor, and then I go back to my world and I'm secular <laughs> all week. And I've got to figure out uh, maybe how I live with Christian integrity within my own world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there has been a lot of great discussion about um, uh, how <clears throat> how can Christians actually be in the marketplace? How can we be Christ uh, in our own vocations and our own jobs? And um, there certainly is not a, a ton of literature, although it is coming out now in the last 10, 10 15 years about yeah. uh, the idea of business's mission, of how how can Christian men and women establish businesses um, that are actually um, not, again, covert churches, but are businesses that um, hold different values and uh, are trying to approach the marketplace through a different lens uh, than profits. And um, my hope is, as more and more people begin to um, kind of venture outside of um outside of this idea that you have to be a pastor, you have to be uh, a full-time missionary, but you can actually live a kingdom-centered, gospel-centered life in your own context. My hope is more and more people will begin to write about that and and give some really tangible tools and ways to understand that. Yeah. And I appreciate that, Kevin, because I, you know, that's part of the reason why uh, Eric and I started uh, this conversation really is because, you know, I, I had this question um, and, you know, burning in my brain. And I, I, I felt like this conversation hadn't been had and Eric had the foresight to, to say, Hey, we should talk about it um, and actually broadcast this uh, rather than just write another book, which I find that, you know, there's, there's some books out there now that I've been, but um, I think, I think, you know, having this conversation with you, having this conversation with other people is, and, and just between the two of us is, has been valuable as well. So I, yeah. Um, so, you know, the last question really that, that I have is a kind of a big question. Sure. Um, it involves a lot of parts, but, um, what's the hardest challenge or what, what, what are hard challenges that, you know, that you have being a Christ follower, um, as a CrossFit, you know, business owner, what, what are the, cha- what are the hard things that you have to deal with, uh, sort of in that Um, well i mean there are some very practical things right uh i mean scheduling and time management and um you know what started as this could be a side project uh for my life something that um that was a 20 hours a week can i can i manage and run this uh has quickly consumed a lot more than 20 hours a week certainly um but what it is consumed, I have loved. I mean, I absolutely love what I get to do on a day-to-day basis. Um, I think some of the challenges um, that that I have seen is um, <clears throat> there. So there are people um, in the business side of my life, in the business world of my life, that are experiencing deep, deep pain and. Um, and are incredibly unhealthy. And um, it is it is very hard to walk alongside somebody that way and uh, to be present in somebody's life in, uh, in that way who is really resistant to uh, the Christian faith that I know to be true and real uh, and that I know to have um, given me some answers to some of that pain in my life and some of that uh, tension and some of that unsettledness in my life. And so um, I've walked alongside a number of people 
um, experiencing loss, experiencing divorce, experiencing, uh, you know, uh, medical conditions, health conditions that are irreversible. Um, and um, even when my faith becomes a, a part of that, even when uh, the fact that I'm a pastor becomes a part of those conversations, if it does, uh, there are certainly people that are resistant and just say, that's not for me. Um, and so to, to be able to walk alongside somebody and feel like I have an answer, <laughs> feel like I have a direction yeah. to point them, um, but that somebody is resistant to it and doesn't necessarily want that, that's just been a uh, kind of a heart-wrenching uh, place to be. It doesn't change the fact that I love my job and I feel honored to be in those places with those people and walk alongside of them. But it's uh, it's hard to watch somebody's life, you know, kind of fall down around them uh, without really being able to help other than just being there and um, and being a support where you can. Yeah, that's great, Kevin. Thank you for um, being a part of this discussion and for sharing some of those things. Maybe for uh, just wrapping this up, if you could give us um, maybe just a quick um, description of the church and, you know, kind of give some next steps for people who might be interested in um, meeting you in your pastoral church world or sure. in your CrossFit business. So yeah. kind of describe both places and how people can get a hold of you or be a part of those things. Yeah. If you don't. Yeah. Uh, new community church. Uh, we meet on Sundays at 9am during the summer and 10am during the rest of the year. Um, but really, I mean, like I said, and, and our staff holds this as value, um, we're at the church building very, uh, very infrequently. We tend to be in coffee shops uh, and around in each other's homes and trying to um, take the hope and the, the truth and the love that we know outside of the building uh, that we own downtown and uh, trying to be that in coffee shops and around the city of Spokane. But um, I mean, we've got a website, we've got all the information you could, uh, you could want about that. Our church is, um, it's a wonderful community uh, of, uh, you know, kind of cross-generational community of people who are really trying to ask um, the deep questions of what does it mean to be uh, a kingdom person uh, in the midst of downtown Spokane um, and it's, uh, it's been a community I have loved for the last 10 years. Um, the CrossFit side of it, CrossFit Duratus is the name of the gym, uh, that we own. And, uh, we're here every, every day, but Sunday. And, uh, we'd love to have anybody come and stop by and, uh, hang out with us. Can you spell that for us so we can, uh, make sure people are clear on that name? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, D-U-R-A-T-U-S. It's it's a Latin word and it means to endure or harden. Uh, great. Nice. Well, well, again, Kevin, appreciate, uh, all of the conversation and, and, uh, uh, definitely, you know, some of the things that you said in answer to the last question, some of the details that you kind of talked about. Um, I mean, we, we are going to get into describing, um, some of those conflicts in, in more detail. Sure. And the podcast, and boy, I think um, we we could use some of your insight uh, to add to that. If you you don't you know if you're up for having us call you in the future, we'd love to talk to you more. Absolutely, anytime. All right, thanks. thanks this was really Kevin. wonderful. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye.